Hi, I'm Sass. And I'm Mel. And you're listening to The Last Stretch, a sports podcast. back in studio finally so excited to be back with you mel it's been a while i know it's been quite some time but we are back and we're going to try to be a little bit more consistent now we are hopefully organizing our schedule so we can <laughs> as she intensely looks at me <laughs> <laughs> it's not you it's me trust right. me it's the both of us our lives have taken unexpected turns just as a, a small pain just fell off the studio wall but hey that's just <laughs> that's just how it is um but no we're really excited to be back uh and for this episode we have donna glavatska if you haven't heard of her she established the new world record for plank by a female four hours and 20 minutes which is <laughs> absolutely insane i've held a plank for maybe max Five minutes and I was sweating and shaking and I could not wait for it to end. 30 seconds in, it was done for me. So there you go. <laughs> Four hours and 20 minutes. Anyways, you're in for a great show. It was so much fun talking to her. And we really looked at how, you know, an endurance sport like this, how much discipline it takes in the training and the dedication. And it, it, I really enjoyed it. Hold up one second, Mel. Before we get into our interview, I just want to give a shout out to two things. Number one, uh, we were told that our last episode on women's hockey uh, got over 400 listens, and we're so excited. Thank you so much all for listening. I know it was a very long episode, but we were all very passionate and emotional that day. Uh, and, you know, Mel and I discussed we definitely want to keep uh, talking women's hockey on the podcast. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. And lastly, I want to say shout Shout out to Tristan Damour, uh, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, because he just graduated from Concordia. And I know that it was a tough journey for him, so I'm very, very proud and happy for him. So that's that. Enjoy the show. Donna, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, this is uh, our first podcast in a little while, so we're really honored to have you. Uh, obviously, you established a new world record for the plank among women, uh, recording a four-hour and 20-minute-long plank on May 18th. How has your life been since that accomplishment? It's, uh, I am getting back on my routine, uh, less plank, more yoga, what I do the most. So uh, it's going great. I, I, I don't looking forward what will be next. I'm just enjoying what is now because I was looking for just a little bit uh, slow down and take care of my house and uh, more enjoy uh, the life going out for uh, soccer practice and soccer match with my son which i was always there but it was a little bit like hurry because after long planks you need to recovery slow down uh, like doing the shavasana legs up the, uh, the wall so to reconnect and balance the the young and yen side in me so it was a little uh, not uh, not easy to find a peaceful time always on running so right now i'm enjoying still training i, I cut uh, uh, in half my plank but still uh, doing my planks and then yoga but it feels uh, much more uh, balanced 
And I bet the training was really intense. As you said, now you get to slow things down, really live in the moment. But building up to May 18th, I'm sure you were very busy. Can you take us through uh, the preparation that you did to be ready for uh, the the international, the first international plank training conference in Illinois? Well, first, uh, I start my, my first plank four years ago. My son found the plank in... Uh, in the Genius Force Record book 2014 and he said mom you can do it so my first plank was uh, four minutes and from this I liked that heat in my body I liked that confidence when it's done and I said uh, why not try more so let's let's talk about my preparation for the world record the last 11 minutes 11 months because now it'll be almost one year when I sign up for the Genius World Record plank. Uh, I was training, my first set was early in the morning, just after my son uh, uh, go to school. Then, uh, just before he come back, I get like another one hour. And then uh, when I served the supper, I was doing my set three. So uh, it was two, three sets per Wow, and, and these sets were an hour in length almost? Yes, it's, uh, it's hours. It depends how much distraction I have. If I get a nice distraction in the morning, because I was on uh, social media, I was feeling, uh, feeling uh, really nice. You forget how time passes. We are watching TV, we are watching, uh, reading a book, or having a nice conversation with a friend. Time passes. We don't realize. With me, it's the same uh, when I plank, because uh, plank is uh, it need times time to build up the mind body connection, the endurance. Once you build up, it's getting easier. Yeah, of course. Did you have like set time limits? You would set yourself goals each day. It's like today, I'm gonna do a total of three and a half hours, or it was really just you went with how your body was feeling. As you mentioned, you were more distracted in the morning because you could <laughs> scroll through the social <laughs> media. But um, did you have set goals or you were just like, I'm going to plank in the morning before I get my son ready and you just went as long as you could? I always have a goal. Like I will say, now I slow down so I have like 15 hours uh, for a week. So how I feel, how many hours I will get uh, for a day depends of... Uh, how I feel, but I have a goal for the week. Let's say now 15 hours per week. So how did that goal change over time? I mean, you know, with your first week of training, you know, what was that goal? And then to closer to the actual uh, conference, you know, what was the what was that final goal? My best goal for the week before the world record was uh, 36 hours. <laughs> That's a full work week. <laughs> Yes, I, I never believed that I could do it, but when you start with the endurance and building up uh, the hours, it doesn't come from one day to others. It took me years, so uh, this was my uh, personal best, but then I get like two days complete re rest, complete rest, active rest, uh, doing my uh, yin yoga poses, holding from three minutes to 20 minutes because uh, the body needs a good uh, stretch, but not just the muscle stretch, 
the connective connective tissue, the fascia, which is under, which is covering the muscles, uh, but uh, it helps to avoid the injury. So I was doing like after a week of long hours training plank, I was doing two day rest with Yen yoga poses to recovery. Okay, and so then could you take us through the actual day of the conference? You know, what, how did you feel when you woke up? You know, did you feel like, you know, you were going to establish a world record? Like, what was going through your mind that day? I just do it. Just uh, wake up. I have work to do. I just do it. I don't analyze. I don't think, oh, how it will go. With Splunk, I never know. I never know. It depends on destruction, and uh, I never know when it will be really discomfortable that I have to uh, just stop and then go back because I try to listen to my uh, good pain and my bad pain. The good pain is uh, just hitting the body. I don't have this shaking uh, anymore. It will be... It was when I did my world record at four hours, I knew something going wrong, my body started to slowing down, a lot of heat, but I, on uh, everyday training plank, I don't have this kind of discomfort. It's just that sometimes when I hit the two hours, 2.20, I feel uh, discomfort in my knees. It's not, it's, it's, it's bad pain. So I knew, I know, Dana, you will push five minutes more and you stop for you. The body is getting the bad uh, pain. So we have to listen to our body. Where is the good pain mm-hmm. and where is the bad pain? So just to build off that, I've done a couple planks in my lifetime, but nothing to the extent of the length you've been, been doing. And you speak about good pain and bad pain. You must be really in tune with your body and... Would you say the the biggest challenge with someone who might be interested in pursuing a plank of this long would be the mental aspect of it? Because you speak to just being distracted and see how it goes, but have you had hard days or hard instances and how did you get through those challenging moments from, from a mental aspect? When you want something, you don't ask yourself how you will get there, how you will do it. You just do it. You slow down, but you keep going. When you slow down, do you break it down by second? Like, oh, I'm just going to get through this one second. And then you got through it and you keep going in that inst- like that manner? No, uh, let's say that the uh, first week I will get the, uh, this 30 hours or 25 hours. I feel that my body needs rest, needs uh, slow down so i will uh, get a goal like 20 hours next week and i will uh, instead of doing two sets let's say uh, for a day five hours so i will do not in two sets i will do in three or four sets so it's already i'm slowing down uh, doing doing uh, uh, more plank with less less hours because I don't go, uh, I don't do one set uh, in less than one hour plank. So uh, I keep goal, but slowing down, doing more plank 
with less time. I believe I read that, you know, obviously doing the plank, it's it's quite, uh, it can be quite a solitary affair as in you're doing it on your own. But if I'm not mistaken, you did have someone helping you out, uh, somebody who was an ex-Marine in the United States. Can you tell us a little bit more about that relationship and, you know, how much he was involved, uh, you know, given that, you know, I think a lot of the time you were on your own? Yes, uh, most of the time, uh, solidarity. Mm-hmm. on my own and that's why i enjoy it because you you if uh, you have very uncomfort uh, uncomfort feeling no social media will help even uh, music will not help little bit push but you have to, to look inside of you like uh, it helped plank is it have three levels of energy is to be you have to put your body then you start to feel how you feel the energy mm-hmm. And then you start to be visionary. You see yourself somewhere else. You have to put your mind out of the mat. So let's talk about uh, George Hood, who was uh, the 12 times uh, world record holder that my son found the Genius World Record book, uh, which was uh, as a gift for him. He found him with his first uh, world record plank. It was one hour, 20 minutes. He showed me his picture and he said, mom, you can do this. And I was already in shape because I was going like seven, uh, eight times per week to the gym. And I try to do it for my first plank. I already did, uh, said it was four minutes. And from from here, I was looking up uh, for George Hood. How? and where I can find him, find him. I couldn't find him till he did five hours, 15 minutes, 15 seconds, and someone was sharing on social media, and uh, I saw his name. It was George E. Hood. There was E between George Hood, George E. Hood. I said, wow, I found him. So I found him, I clicked the bottom, I sent the friend request, I uh, sent him the message that uh, I'm uh, he's my inspiration. I was so excited to find him. And uh, at that time, I already did my first challenge with friends here at my place. Uh, we taped uh, the video, it was uh, 25 minutes accumulated in one month so i sent him the video i said it's all because of him so we start to corresponding i was sending him my uh, my line my plank training line and i was doing a lot of side uh, plank like five minutes uh, straight then i flip five minutes uh, straight plank then i was flipping from one side to the other and he was helping me cutting. He said, cut, cut, cut the uh, side planks. Do now like 10 minutes and uh, flip on the side. Then uh, do 20 minutes and flip on the side. So it was, it comes naturally. I was just sending him my line and he was cooperating with me. I never asked for any training. I never have him like a trainer. It comes naturally. And he saw that I am uh, truly committed to, he said, I want to come and see you, but you have to deliver me one hour plank. Wow. So I say, <laughs> I, <laughs> I train all, uh, uh, for this and he come with it. Uh, my first, uh, it was one hour, 20 minutes that he helped me. 
to do it here at Nance Island at uh, Nautilus. Amazing. And so, when was this? What, was this last year or? It was four years ago. Wow. So so from here, uh, uh, he said, I see that you have uh, you have the strength that you can uh, maybe uh, break the world record. And I said, no, this was so painful. One hour, 20 minutes. I still remember it was so different than what I'm doing right now. So I said, no, I don't think so. He come back and he said, but keep training. So I was keep uh, uh, training. And he said, I have opportunity to go to China and I want to bring you with me. So you will have a chance to uh, show up and do your best. And maybe broke the world record, which was at that time, two hours, 12 minutes. So I trained for this. He come here. I did two hours, 25 minutes in nice ambience. It was uh, cool at the gym. So he said, you are ready. Uh, We will go. I am bringing you to China. And one month before flight to China, I received a message. Listen, breathe deep. The new Genius World Record is now three hours, 31 Mm -hmm minutes oh my goodness yes so i say hmm no so i i was like i can't do it i will never do it for sure not in china but prepare my body for stay for such a long time no it's crazy but he said come uh, come with me they are doing the challenge uh, they are inviting uh, you they will uh, bring some woman so come and at least break the two hours and show up and then we'll see. So I went to China. It was magical because a totally different country than Europe, than Canada, United States, others country that I was traveling and see. So I love the trip. I did uh, two hours, five minutes. They received us with so much respect, royalty, everything was paid. The ticket was paid, the hotel was paid, everything. We visited the uh, Great Wall, so it's worth it. Whatever we want to achieve and we believe that we can, it's worth it because we don't know what will come uh, as a beautiful surprise on our way. So I went to China. I went the first place in the woman uh, uh, plank challenge uh, division. I get back to Montreal and I say for now, I want to uh, develop, uh, uh, go back to yoga and uh, do more yoga. So I stopped, I didn't stop planking, but I was doing like uh, 105, 130 per day only. And then uh, I was going to uh, yoga studios to find which uh, which kind of yoga can uh, can fill my personality mm-hmm. so i found ashtanga yoga and then yin yoga uh, that uh, i was so so uh, inspired and uh, wanted to learn more uh, about yin yoga that i uh, get a teacher uh, yin yoga uh, certificate just for my own uh, achievement done and then then i uh, after i think one and a half year i got that feeling that uh, wow I, I get my plank and said now it's time that i can go back and see if i can can uh, break the tree 31 
I feel 100% convinced that I can do this, that I will train, that I will be committed. I, I get on the Genius World Record website. I say, seen in. In four, four weeks, I get a positive response. Your welcome, your request was accept. It was for May 5th. It should be here in Montreal. But when George Hood uh, find out from me that I apply, he said, I would like to help you. Help you. Uh, let's do it in Naperville. So uh, the last, uh, rest story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history, as they say. That's incredible. Do, do you mind telling me more about Yen Yoga? Like, I, I don't know much about yoga, but it, it seems like this played a critical part in sort of setting your mindset and and setting that goal and being so confident that you were going to achieve it. Yin yoga, uh, the, there are poses, po- yoga pose, they are holding from one minute to 20, 25 minutes. The best result we get uh, starting from three minutes, because from three minutes, the, the uh, nervous, nervous system gets to our brain and help us to deep relax. But we are not relaxing and stretching just the uh, muscle. It's fascia, connective tissue, and even the bones that are opening. So it help us to not uh, help us or provide us from a, a deep injury, which a lot of us athletes, when we push a lot our body, it brings injury. So I have been never injury in any any uh, level of sports at the gym on in yoga i believe because of yin yoga no injuries whatsoever it's just my elbows but the <laughs> elbows it's it's normal it's like runners they we also did hear have about pro- that how are your elbows doing today <laughs> wonderful yeah <laughs> no scratches nothing so did your elbows just get raw just from contact with like the the ground did you do it on the mat yes yes it uh, it's open so i i get creams i sleep with uh, with all kind of creams covering them with uh, with uh, with papers and tapes so this was the most challenging the most challenge i didn't expect it I, I thought that it will be something in my body that stopped me or perhaps my mind no my mind in my and my body was was there it just my elbows it was uh, really truly discomfortable especially when you are going out and you have to put your your jacket on and uh, the peppers go on the side and oh, uh, <laughs> very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't expect that either. That would be like the biggest struggle there. We were wondering, what are the rules when you went to the conference? Like, were there any rules in terms of like uh, the plank form and whatnot and what you could and couldn't do? Your elbows and your feet have to be always uh, on the mat. Okay. You are not lifting your butt up or too uh, low. You can breathe. So when I drip deep, it's normal that my body go a little bit up and Mm -hmm. down. Because plank, it is a movement. It isn't like we are staying in the pose and we're stressing, stressing the body. 
we have to breathe in ourselves. We have to also thinking where we can relax a little bit. Perhaps our knees relax a little bit and force the upper body. Perhaps now force the upper body and release a little bit the uh, lower body. It's almost invisible, but we have to talk our body. It's not just I'm doing the plank and we cut the breed. We cannot breathe because uh, we put so much stress to the whole body. So one minute it's uh, very uncomfortable. But when we start like breathe and little bit relax lower body, then upper body, then the whole body all together, then again upper body, lower body a little bit my our feet because it burn uh, burn uh, up also our feet so talking to our body getting inside and at the same time when we are closing the eyes making connection our two eyes in our third eye is the middle uh, it's uh, between our eyes we have like mind's eye so trying to connect it there so it helps us and helps the brain to bring the relax to, to the body when it gets very uncomfortable. It can take five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, very, very uncomfortable, but then, whoops, we are back. Wow. The, the mind, the brain sent the body uh, the message, you are okay now. Now we are working all together. <laughs> I feel like that yoga training does definitely come in handy, especially when it comes to like the mental aspect and the breathing and working those muscles. Because I can tell you when I've planked, it's been a long time since I've planked. But uh, everything you said about it, you know, all the stress on your body and not breathing is basically what would happen to me. <laughs> so I will I will listen to this episode and, and apply everything you said. Um, and it also, you know, obviously, uh, as Mel said, the yin yoga definitely was critical in your performance that day. But I think uh, generally from this conversation, it seems that you're you're just a very disciplined person as well. Um, and I was also reading that, you know, you, you have an athletic uh, pass as well, you know, speed skating from age 10 to 15. When did you, you know, why did you decide to stop that? And, and when did you get into the whole yoga? Uh, yeah, when did you start doing yoga? When I was feeling like a robot, like uh, too much stiffness, mm-hmm. like stiffness in all my body. So I said, it's time to try, maybe try yoga. I have an idea what kind of yoga. I just want to stretch and feel light because I was feeling like a robot. When was this around? It was after China. Okay. After China, after my long preparation for China for, for planking, I, I said I will still plank to keep my core uh, strong. But definitely there is something something I have to do to feel lighter because I was feeling... Uh, it was it wasn't like i said i was never injured but you feel like you you are working like a robot everything is like uh, uh, not relaxed so i try uh, the first uh, hat yoga it was uh, brossard i like it then another 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 and i talked to the teacher that i, I love yoga i would love to uh, get like uh, maybe a teacher uh, uh, yoga training or something just for my personal discovery and she asked me which kind of yoga and i was like excuse me 
<laughs> there are There's different kinds kind of yoga. <laughs> what do you mean? That's where, that's where I was at when you were getting at yen yoga. So, so we think yoga is just slow down. No, no, no. Ashtanga yoga is very de- de- demanding because you you are like uh, starting with two kind, two different kind of sun salutation. It's about 10 minutes. Then you do one pose for five breaths. Then you flow, you do your uh, kind of uh, sun salutation. Then another uh, pose you hold, then sun salutation. And it's going for one hour, 30 minutes. Then yin yoga, we usually start on uh, cold cold muscles. So we don't warm up uh, because we want to work on uh, connective tissue, on fascia, on bones, open, open, uh, more to the body so yoga makes me feel not just uh, light when I walk but also mentally feeling more happy more open to the world more open to because I'm starting to opening me from inside out so when I walk outside I am just smiling and just taking life uh, as it is till my next yoga, till my <laughs> next <laughs> class. That's beautiful. It, it is kind of funny, though, that you went to yoga because you wanted to feel more light and get away from feeling robotic. But yen yoga sounds like you hold positions for a mm-hmm. very long time and in a very still position. What is it about exactly that you like about it? Because you you know, you're, you're standing or you're holding a position for up to 25 minutes. Is it really just the mental and that third eye aspect that you love? I, I, I think that I like the endurance, the playing with my mind and my own body, how far I can go, that I steal because the body will, will always uh, find the excuses. Ah, you, it's warming up there or your body is shaking here. Oh, it means you are done. No little bit more, little bit more. And when it's done, is that confidence, wow, if I can do this kind of, it's not just the, the physical, but also this mental uh, confidence that, wow, in real life, I, I can achieve so much more than uh, that I believe. Because I, I, was, I was a person that la- lacking of confidence. So sport always, uh, boost my confidence that I can knock to the door uh, and do on my own, not always that my mom will do or other person will do. So I always have around me some person doing uh, on the, the uh, helping me, telling me, no, 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 I will better do better than you. I will help you. I will. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, okay. But it doesn't make us happy. It makes us lazy, lazier. So I, I believe that the, whatever we are searching for the comfort doesn't make us happy. Getting a little bit in the discomfort makes us happier because it opens the doors that we can achieve more than we believe. That's beautiful. I, I, I would agree with that. I played sports my entire life, but mostly team activities. But I did a bike trip where I biked across Canada and that was the first time that I really did like an endurance sport and it was very different because it it, it felt very mental for me just okay well I'm, today I'm just gonna bike as far as I could and then you repeat that for a hundred days but it did make me feel confident like you said because 
every time you get over that edge where you think you can't go further and you make it over, you're just instill a little bit more confidence so that next time and next roadblock, when you get that feeling, you're certain that you could get through it because you've gotten through it a thousand times before. So I think maybe I should practice some yen yoga. I think that would be nice. (laughs) We can all use a little bit more confidence. This is amazing. And you did solo. Usually we we afraid to go to the gym or yoga or do something uh, all by ourselves. But when we detach from uh, what we have to do, what everyone do, and uh, detach from any person by our side, which we always count on when we start to counting on ourselves it opens us the door what we really want what we really are what we really feel what we really need because when we are always surrounding with other people it's good to sharing with other people it's good to be connected it will it's good it's amazing to have a great team but we have to disconnect to find what we really are and not what the others expecting us to be. Because we have to do this, 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 because everyone is doing this, 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 this. So we are following the crowd and we are losing what we, what we are truly are and what we truly want to be and to do. That is really true. And I think that a lot of it, you know, you can have people encourage you and support you, but it comes from within at the end of the day and you have to be able to rely on yourself. Um, One thing that I just want you to maybe help clarify is I'm a bit confused about the timeline in terms of, I guess, the different activity sports that you've been doing throughout your life, because you did say you started doing yoga after China. So then when you were preparing for China, you were doing the plank but were you doing any other physical activity or you know like I said earlier you know when you were younger you did speed skating and then after speed skating what were you doing so uh, before China before yoga I was going a lot uh, to gym I was doing uh, tonus Mm -hmm. class Uh, I was doing power class with weights I was doing uh, center G class which is kind of yoga but we can say yoga sports that I a lot enjoy we was doing flow continuous movement but in yoga movement so I was doing seven eight hours per week uh, going to the gym at first it was at club uh, tennis it was at uh, espace form Mm -hmm. And uh, then everything changed, so I moved to Nautilus and uh, was doing there. But I was always keeping, keeping, uh, keeping up at the gym, doing all kind of uh, strength uh, class. Okay, so it was always a little bit in line with you know just keeping fit, and then yoga kind of seemed like a natural transition based on that. Um, you know, Dana, thank you so much for talking with us. Um, you know, lastly, before uh, we let you go, do you have any advice for anybody who wants to you know attempt to beat the world record that you established? Find what uh, makes you feel strong. It don't have to be plank. Any anything that you are good at, make you feel strong, healthier, because you will start it healthier to perform and the happiness will follow i like that that's great advice thank you so much donna thank you for having me hey i'm aaron lakoff host of changing on the fly a brand new podcast on the upford network 
Changing on the Fly is a podcast that dives deep into the intersections between hockey and social justice. We take on issues of sexism, racism, and homophobia on the ice. You'll hear from athletes, activists, fans, scholars, and even musicians who love hockey but want to keep the jerks out of the game. Think Colin Kaepernick or Serena Williams, but with skates and less teeth. It's your perfect antidote to Don Cherry and Coach's Corner. Hey, Don, what do you think of changing on the fly? Not the left-wing pinkle media, bleeding hearts, guys. What are you, nuts? Anyways, you can find Changing on the Fly wherever you get your podcasts or visit us online at changingontheflypodcast.wordpress.com. So that was our interview with Donna Glovatska. Mel, she's incredible. Yeah, honestly, I felt really relaxed with her Same. voice. <laughs> I felt very zen. I was like, yes. Oh, no, but it, we should definitely do a yoga episode now. I'm making me think because we've we've focused on so many sports that I, I don't want to say is less demanding mentally. It's just it's not as apparent how mental the games mm-hmm. are. You know, like hockey yeah. to me, I wouldn't say it's mentally as far as uh your intellect as far as you read reading the game and and delivering on some plays but it's so much different than an endurance sport where you're constantly just checking in with your body and overcoming either physical pain or just a a mental challenge of like I don't want to do this anymore yeah I agree I think Um, it different sports uses uh your mental capabilities to different degrees and in different ways too yeah it's just sometimes more upfront and I I I really enjoyed hearing her perspective of it. And mm-hmm. I've I've taken some yoga classes. I've never taken a yen cl- class, but I think that would be interesting. But really checking in on your body and being like, okay, I'm going to relax my shoulders back, moving, moving back and towards and mm-hmm. just repeating those steps and yeah. then saying how after like t- five, 10 minutes, then the pain or whatever is gone i know the fact that she's never been injured and the only repercussion of her like four hour plank is some is elbows, elbows. <laughs> rawness <laughs> like that's insane i mean that's incredible and i'm i'm happy that it's it's kind of cool to see an athlete not have to endure that pain yeah you know but uh no it was definitely a really interesting interview just learning about her journey to to the plank and just she's very dedicated and disciplined was which is like not a lot of people have Mm -hmm. that dedication and discipline yeah especially for something that is could like a challenge that could be quite far out and also is like is not well known like some people will be like i want to go play in the nhl or wnba Mm -hmm. because there's some accolades that coming with that prestige but like i didn't even know there was a plank world record you know she did it because it made her like she said at the end it made her feel strong and her brought her happiness and I think that is the route to pursuing any sport mm-hmm. is anything in life, really. anything in life. Yeah. If, if it's healthy, first off, and it makes you feel happy and confident, then you should keep doing it. And I really loved how she took that spin. I didn't I didn't know the interview was going to go in that direction. And I'm so happy that it did, because sports can be that place where you can feel confident and you can learn to overcome challenges, mm-hmm. even though they could come on you know whether second intervals like i'm just gonna push for for one more second one more meter 10 more kilometers four hours and 20 <laughs> four minutes <more> hours. <laughs> that's so true well mel this was fun this We're is gonna fun. do this again thanks for listening if you liked the show rate and review us on apple podcasts and stitcher and share this episode with a friend it's the best way 
for the show to grow. Follow us on Twitter at LastStretchPod, at MelDaRock, and at Sass underscore on the go. Our theme music is by James Blonde. You can find their music for sale at jamesblonde.ca. This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. Find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Get your plank on. Hi, I'm Tefera Jemian, one of the hosts of Yeah, a podcast on the Upford Network. We're talking about young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what the YA genre can teach us at any age. Join me and my co-host, Hannah Bailey, as we talk about friendships, dating, family relationships, sexuality, experiences of queerness, body politics, and more through the lens of our favorite YA novels, as well as books we're just discovering. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upford Network and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited.